Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. The purpose of our show is to have fun talking about small businesses. And when we talk small businesses, we're talking companies from 1 to 25 employees in any industry. Any industry. I'm here with my partner, Adam Sunhalter. My name's Jack Mancini. We're business coaches with... What? Hey, our company's name is Maximum Value Partners, Adam. MVP for sure. That's it. And we've been together doing this coaching of small businesses for over 15 years. We love it. We love the small business environment and the people who who create it and make it happen. And we've delivered a lot of good success and have had a lot of fun along the way. So that's what we're here for. And tonight, we're going to do something a little different. We always try to do things a little different when we can. And one of the things we're going to do tonight is uh, sort of go backwards and and talk about eight of our last clients that we've uh, met either yesterday or today. We're going to sort of talk about some of the coaching issues that we spent maybe a couple hours each with them because that's usually about what happens and sort of fit it into our program and just generally let it float around here because there's a lot of interesting stuff that happens in our coaching. I would love to share it with you. So what do you think, Adam? I think that'd be great, Jack. And we'll, what we'll touch on, too, is what's always kind of fun about what we do day to day is is that there are some themes that tend to evolve in terms of our, our discussions. And it's not themes that, that, that Jack and I drive. It's just things that kind of come up, and there's often some common threads we can kind of pull through that. And we'll talk about that as part of our discussions here. But before we get to that, I'd be remiss in saying, you know, if we, if we you know, given the time of year we're at, you know, we're on Thanksgiving Eve here, Jack, and Thanksgiving's tomorrow here in the U.S., and... Uh, we have tons of things to be thankful for, not only that um, our, our listeners both here for the radio program, but also our podcast, which we're, we're going on two years now with this as well. Um, we, we, but we're, we're very blessed and fortunate to have so many fun clients to work with, which we'll talk about some of those you know, this evening. Um, just to have a chance to work with a lot of great small business owners. We have, we have a ton of fun with them. And it's, a, it's one of those things where, where you know, Jack and I get up every day and it's not going to work every day. It's, you know, we, we absolutely love what we're doing, and we're very blessed with that. And so... As Jack mentioned, we've been together for going on 15 years now, and we've had a, a fantastic partnership. So I'm blessed to have a very good partner that way as well, not only in this radio show, but in our, our coaching business. So it's uh, it's been very, very good. It's one of those times of year where I'd like to be thankful for those things and look back on what the year that was, but also things kind of going forward. So that's, uh, you know, I know many of you have things to be thankful for as well. If you take some time to, to really look around and, and, and just ponder it, this is a good kind of long weekend for, for many folks to be able to kind of do that. So don't lose sight of that. You know, we, we know... As owners of small companies, there can be some days where you're riding that roller coaster and it's heading its way down. And you can feel like nothing's going right. But if you stop to, and, and just take a, take a step back and take a breath, there are a lot of things that you, they can be thankful for. And that's a good attitude to have kind of throughout the year. Well, I'll, I'll thank you for sharing your, your thoughts and, and expressions there, Adam. And I would agree with, with you. And I'm going to give them right back to you. So... We got to add one guy here, Sean, our our engineer here. He's a uh, a madman when it comes to Thanksgiving. That's his favorite. <laughs> that's his favorite holiday. So he does a great job, and we're thankful for him. Or else we wouldn't even be talking to you tonight. So well, it's my favorite holiday as well. And I get I get more upset every year. What happens is you go from from Halloween to Christmas. They skip right over Thanksgiving. You walk in the stores, and it's like things are kind of gone. And we're up in uh, Frankenmuth, Michigan, this this past weekend as part of a part of our Rotary annual trip up there, and, and we stopped at Bronner's, which is the, the the largest Christmas store in the world. If you've never been there, that's a fantastic place to kind of go. But I was I was so happy to see they actually had had a little section set up, Jack, for Thanksgiving stuff. 
Just a little section. But, well, well, that was good. It's that okay. I didn't good. expect it. You know, the fact that it's a Christmas store, right? But they had, they had it set up. So even they're, they're, they're holding on to say, hey, there's some Thanksgiving stuff that's here. It's good to kind of to, to, to be able to see it. Once we're done with tomorrow, okay, starting Friday, that's okay. We can start th- talking about Christmas. You got, you know, full, what, you know, 28 days or, or 30 days to it. But Long um, time. Got plenty too, of time. Too long, but that's all right. That, all right. That's all right. This is uh, a good good time of the year. I've, I enjoyed Thanksgiving more than I ever have in my life. And it's just a fun day. It's uh, it's it's the tip off for, as you say, 28 days to Christmas, and the next month and a couple of weeks here, or a week or so, uh, we can kind of enjoy ourselves. It's one nice thing about the country; it sort of winds down during that Christmas week up to New Year's, and that's that's a nice part of doing business for the most part. You can count on it every year. That's right. Phones don't ring as much because people aren't going to answer them. And, and uh, well, there's email and Twitters and uh, texts, and they'll answer those maybe. Well, speaking so. of phones and texts and everything else, maybe or and, and Twitters. Let me get into that real quick before we get into our show. So, if you'd like to be part of the show, and as we always say, you're always welcome to be part of the show. We're here live in studio from 7:30 to 8:30 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. And uh, the way you can get hold of us is dialing 440-946-9468. And when you do that, as Jack said, you'll be talking to Sean for a minute, and he'll get you on the air. Be happy to talk to you if you have questions about what's going on. We talk about helping owners get unstuck from a state of how, lots of how questions. That's part of what we'll talk about tonight in terms of some of the how questions we've helped our clients with here just in the past, what, 36 hours, Jack? Yeah, um, absolutely. So you can do that. Uh, you can tweet at us. We've got three ways. We've got our, our company, Twitter, which is at MaximumVP. Jack's got his. If you're looking for Jack Mancini, you can do it at JackMMVP. And for me, you can get me at at... Adam Sonhalter. We also do email. We love emails. Um, radio at MaximumVP.com. We're on Facebook as well, as well as our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how, H-O-W, to fill out a little form there. You can submit your how questions or respond to anything that, that we've been talking about, either on today's show or other uh, things you'd like for us to uh, to address. It would be fantastic. So, so with no further ado, Jack. Um, hey, we got a bunch of, of uh, clients here that... Uh well, we got a bunch. We got eight of them anyway that we uh, spent time with yesterday and today. And what we'd like to do is just sort of chat about the things we chatted with them about. And some came to some conclusions, some things we we framed issues with for later discussion. Uh, we all part here and and come back again after thinking about it and letting it mull around in your brain. It's amazing how you can come up with great solutions when you talk about things put thoughts in our brain and then go away and come back again in a few days and by god things look crystal clear and solutions just seem to roll out so we got one client who's an it it client and we were spending the day talking about christmas bonuses or year-end bonuses however you want to call it the draw that this ceo owner of the company should take and how to determine how much he should take. And talking about the people in the organization that he runs. This company has been very successful this year. They had a very, very good year. We've been coaching them for probably five years, six years. And the growth that's happened with them has been unbelievable. But this is the first year we can seriously address bonuses. So what the heck do you do? What do you do, Adam, with Trying to determine who should get what. What's the magic formula? Is there a magic formula? 
I don't think so. I know that was a loaded question. Maybe something's happened since Pe- the last time we talked. <laughs> people <laughs> are people are always people are always looking for those those magic wands, magic formulas, a very simple answers to some complex questions. And this falls under the broad category of of cash flow, and that's one of our one of our seven keys to success is is helping to forecast cash. And so, um, you know. We talk about profit versus cash, and and cash is king when it comes to a small business. And you, you never have enough of it. You never stop worrying about it. And how do you figure out, how can I afford to pay those Christmas year-end bonuses, Jack, right? And that's kind of where some of us are coming from because we also have the issue, you mentioned things wind down in terms of maybe some activity from a business standpoint. But from a planning standpoint and, and forecasting standpoint, uh, both for the business sta- your business operations, but also... One of people's, you know, where they get a little depressed or, or, or distraught or upset is, that, you know, having to forecast payment of taxes, oh right? Oh, my God. So when you have a, you know, one of the blessings <laughs> you get when you have a very good year is you got to pay more taxes and you got to forecast that and, and get ready and make sure you've got money squirreled aside for that so that you're prepared come, you know, April 15th to be able to cut checks or if it's March 15th for whatever it might be coming up here in the next few months be able to pay those taxes uh, for this year as well as you know usually your first quarter estimates talk talk about sucking the oxygen out of uh, an enthusiastic uh, owner of a company when when you know faced with paying some of these outrageous tax bills but it's part of business you got to be the uh, take it in stride it's it's the country we live in the system we're working with and the success that's been achieved has a price literally right and so so, 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 come back to this client for a second, Jack. So, you know, part of the part of the, the the challenge here we talked to our clients about too is money, money, cash, whatever you want to say. It's one of those topics that most folks are really not comfortable talking about. And so, whether it be a bonus discussion, salary discussion, raises, whether it be collecting money from somebody owes you money, whether it be you know you know like, like a customer, um, most folks are not very well practiced at having those discussions about money. And so it can often come out awkward, uncomfortable. And and there's often um, you know things that can can be heard incorrectly. Right? But it's often that's what people are thinking about. So when you're talking about money with your with your people, keep in mind, and we know this from all our time Jack where people are yeah, they, they they want the organization to do well, but th- their first concern is usually all about me. And that's so, right. That's that's how they're they're <laughs> programmed to think. So that's they're they're, right. they're, thinking, they're thinking about whether it be year end bonuses or first quarter when they're, when they're paid, it's going to be able to pay off. You know, whether it be you know shopping that they that they've done over the holidays or whether it be vacations that they're planning, whether it be a you know a new car, some jewelry for their spouse, you know, whatever it might be, they're they're thinking about that money part of it. And if the company's doing well, hey, I'm going to probably do I'm, I'm probably going to do well as well, Jack. That's, that's usually how it works. And it's key for you as the owner to be ready for these discussions and not to have them until you are ready because you can do so much damage, create confusion, get people upset about what should be a very positive thing, right? If we're able to talk about having year-end bonuses, that's a good thing. I mean, it's, that means we, you know the company's done well, and we have a chance to kind of share the wealth. Okay, but there are other things that go into running a company. So if you just drop a, a check on them and and uh, you know in, increase their paycheck for for the period, 
they're going to think generally no matter what you give them, it's not enough. And if you don't try to do any instruction and create some perspective, like, look, this, this amount is, is quite a lift, especially with this client here. You know, he, he's going to give them a pretty good surprise. And I mean that in a positive, <laughs> I mean that in a positive <laughs> way. Right. And arriving at the pool, the bonus pool, uh, basically is, is a discussion that we spent well over co- several hours with that. And uh, we're going to come back. I don't think we're going to get through eight of our clients today, Adam. But that's no. okay. That's why I wanted to kind of touch on some of the themes we can. To kind of, you know, and cash flow is, is certainly one of those themes, Jack. And that's a, uh, uh, it's an issue all all seasons of the year, Jack. But uh, there's some ways you can approach it towards year end, where there's some, maybe some unique circumstances. And the the, the, the year end bonuses and tax preparation is one of them. Well, we can when we come back from our break here why don't we why don't we sort of talk about the calculation of the bonus pool sure how we decided in our counseling this Great particular idea. client and it's not everyone we counsel the same way of course we're, we'll share that with you when we come back so stay tuned for some more cash flow and year-end bonus discussions i'm adam sunhalter and i'm jack mancini and we're business coaches with a company called maximum value partners Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. All right, welcome back to this Thanksgiving Eve edition. The Dirty Secret of Small Business with a couple of your fat turkeys. I'm Adam Sonhalter. Hey, and I'm Jack Mancini, and we're uh, we're going to talk about semi-fat turkeys semi- in a different way. Semi-fat. <laughs> Is that like semi-retired, Jack? Sort of. Uh, same same sort of principle. Okay. <laughs> so what we're talking, we talking about? Who, the turkeys who don't try to wrestle with what is a good bonus. I don't. Want, I I never like to use the word fair. Word fair. So, but what is a good bonus, and how the heck do you calculate them? We don't, there, there's not a universal way. Um, we basically, and what we'll do, we'll sort of take you through a, a, what, what we'll, we'll call a simple process. Um, we believe, first of all, with small businesses, we believe in discretionary bonuses, which means the owner of the company can pretty much call the shots and determine how many of his employees or her employees should receive a bonus and what the value of that bonus should be. Now, a lot of people like to cop out on this decision. People who own businesses like to cop out and just use some formula. Mm. And that's that's okay. It's I mean, I don't know what the alternative would be other than what we coach and try to put some serious thought into the process without getting all tangled up with fancy evaluations and formulas and long spreadsheets that no one can understand except the person who put it together and it doesn't have to be that complicated if uh, the company is prosperous we certainly believe that a portion of that prosperity should go to the people who made it happen in some form or another so well today we we met with one of our employee or our clients as i said and we sort of calculated an approach that we're thinking of. Nobody wrote checks. He didn't commit to it yet, and we'll talk about it again next week. But what did we do today, Adam? All right, so we went through kind of how to go about 
getting the bonus pool first. So the, the, the discretionary part Jack's talking about and the reason we, we go that way as opposed to these complex formulas is there's often many things that are um, a little less tangible in terms of measuring stuff. And then when it becomes less tangible like that, it becomes discretionary anyway. If you're going to if you're try to put together some crazy formula, you're, you're going to weight things different ways. All of a sudden, again, that's discretionary too. It just makes it more complex than it needs to be. But the, the, the key that we yeah, start with, which is what we did this morning, which is you start to try to figure out what's the pool of dollars going to be. All right, you got to figure that first first before you can start to kind of dole out you know, uh, bonuses to folks. So how do you figure out what a good, whether it be a fair or a good pool to kind of draw from? And so we're big fans of focusing on profit. So if the company's doing well and making profits, that's what you want to be able to focus your team on and say, Here, here's what I want to be able to share because the profits are part of what they've had help in, in, in driving. And it focuses the entire team on the success of the overall organization. Okay, And so they can impact those things. So if you have uh, folks who are helping on from the production standpoint, if you have more of a kind of a, a manufacturing facility, if you have more service-based business where folks are, are providing a service or they're, 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 they have some billable hours that, 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 that they're billing, if they have happy customers who stay around for a while, or again, whatever it might be, there's ways that they can impact stuff. There's all kinds of ways from an expense standpoint that they can help reduce expenses. So, again, they can, they, they can impact things day-to-day -day on stuff. Now, keep in mind, there's no magic wand. There's no one way for doling out bonuses. There just isn't. So there's always, uh, we'll call it inequity from the perceived sidelines. Somebody thinks they should have got more or somebody else thinks they should have got more. If you were to bring line up 10 people and say, how much, how much in terms of a bonus should my employees, and here they are, they're all lined up along, uh, what should they get? It's not an easy decision to make, and there's going to be some mistakes, but the intention certainly is right, and the perception that the owner of the company has of these employees is going to drive what we like to see. So as a starting point, like I said, we, we talk about profit, so we come back to our discussion this morning, Jack. We, we, we like to go with a percentage of that profit to create a pool. So to make numbers easy, you know, usually we'll start with maybe like a 10% portion of it okay 10 percent of the pre-tax pre-tax profit right so let's say you know let's say hey your company's doing your company's doing well and you made a quarter million dollars this year that's and that's a good year for you guys again anytime you make profit that's always a good thing let's say you, you, you had a quarter million in profits okay so 10 percent of that would be twenty-five thousand dollars. so here that's a pool that now is, is set aside so you got twenty-five thousand bucks here it is now the question becomes how do you want to dole that out that's right. let's come back to the jack's point now it isn't always that simple. There's often maybe more to the story, so to speak. So, um, as was the case with this client, you know, the, the, the client's been, you know, had a few lean years and had to, and I know most of you probably don't ever do this, but mm -mm. had to kind of beg, borrow, and steal, and, and and had to borrow some money, go into some debt, and so as part of this 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 very good year this year, was able to pay back quite a bit of debt. Okay, a combination of of credit cards of accounts payable, of some bank loans, okay? And his own, yeah, his, his, yeah, go on. Right, and so now, <clears throat> as most of you probably know, or maybe you don't, those debt payments do not impact profit. So let me give you a simple example. So our example here, we're talking about a company that made $250,000 in profit. Let's say that as part of their, their year that they had some debt issues too, and they were able to pay off $100,000 in debt. 
Okay. That hundred thousand dollars in debt does not impact that profit number at all. Okay. But what it does impact, what we were discussing earlier, is the cash piece of it, right? So while there may have been a profit of two fifty, well, there's a cash outlay of a hundred thousand dollars. It's not part of that. Just to handle that one component of right. it. Right. Right. And so most people will miss that. But those are, and I know, I know you owners know, those are real dollars, right? Those are real checks being written. Those are real, uh, you know, money transfers happening, whatever it might be. That's real money going out of your bank account to pay off those debts. Well, we educate our, our clients quite often about, hey, I made all these profits, but I don't have any cash. We won't get deep into that tonight, but that, that's something that takes many, many discussions for a lot of people. And, and debt is one of the places where that cash often hides. Is that the right term to use, Jack? Right. <laughs> or disappears right. or gets or gets sucked out of it. You know, and, and, and those debt payments are a big deal. We mentioned a little bit earlier, too, in terms of uh, one of the things that, that will frustrate or kind of get our clients a little ornery this time of year, which is taxes, right? So, uh, you know, at, at this time of the year, often, you know, maybe some clients have paid some estimates, but there's certainly still more more taxes due often. So th that money hasn't been taken out of that profit yet either. So you start to account for those things when you're, when you're trying to decide, okay, is there enough money? Again, going back to if I want to share 10% of the profits of being $25,000, do I have enough money to pay those and not harm the business or go back into some debts that I may have paid off, you know? So it's it's getting a, a good sense. That's why we say we said earlier in the show that you don't want to have these discussions until you're ready. You've had a chance to kind of go through it and figure it out. And it starts with, okay, how much, you know, first of all, do you want to share your profits? And again, most of our clients, most owners we meet of smaller companies do. They want to share the wealth. They want to take care of the people, treat their people well. They understand their people are a big part of what makes things happen. And unlike some maybe bigger corporations where folks making those decisions are looking at spreadsheets and the, it's a bunch of numbers as opposed to the, the people who exist, you know, it's kind of like in uh, – the movie Christmas Vacation, which I think many people have seen, and you had Clark. He was counting on his Christmas bonus, right? Because you know, every year they'd, they'd pay the Christmas bonus, and he's he's he's, he's getting ready to, to right. he's getting ready to spend it. Yeah, he's he's getting ready to, to you know he's planning this whole pool and you know to, to have an in-ground pool in his backyard and everything else. And it's going throughout the entire movie, right? And he's he, he's trying to enjoy things happening with his family and his relatives coming over and everything else. And but you know they, they keep flashing to work and what's kind of going on. Hey, have you heard about the bonuses? No, no, you okay? So. But you know, in his mind, he has a little—he has a little fake pool that's there, right? And he's getting ready to kind of—he's, you know, seeing it. He's—he's he's envisioning it, looking in the backyard, you know, you know, snowy backyard, envisioning the pool and everybody kind of being over. So he's seeing it, right? And so he—he's—he's he's totally into it. And what happens? Well, as many of you know, what the boss did, and, and there's a there's a knock on the door Christmas Eve, and it's a it's a it's a telegram. He's thinking, oh, it finally came, and the relief and excitement is there, and he opens it up. Do you remember what it was, Jack? I cannot remember, but I remember the movie. It was a. Uh, it was as uh, Sean knows. I it was a. Uh, it was a gift that kept on giving, which was a, a year's <laughs> supply of. I believe it was jelly. Is that correct? Well, it was, I, I think it was jelly. No, it was magazines. All right. So, but it, it, it was something that yeah. Is, <laughs> every month, there's like a jelly of the month club. Like, it's like a jelly of the month club is what it was, right? That's right. And so you know that's what you know his his. Uh, <laughs> What's Randy Quaid's character in that? Oh man, Uncle. Oh, I can't remember. You guys know. Anyway, so you know he was tremendously disappointed you know story, by it. Okay, yeah. so and yeah, you know, wind up you know going to 
kidnapped the boss, bring him there, and his wife guilt him. Said, "How yeah. could you? What's wrong with you?" Right. Well, in that case, it was a bigger corporation, and it wasn't necessarily. Real. And once it became a real person to him, he also had a change of heart, right? So, hey, not only will I give you the, give you the bonus, I'll you know add twenty percent or whatever the number was to, right? Yeah, he was kidnapped so, and tied yeah. up and every, yeah, yeah. But but, but here's my point for this long-winded story, Jack. And I know we're coming up against a break, but it went from that big corporation where it was kind of that person just being a number, okay, to where it became a real person, and you could see he saw he saw his kids, his wife, he saw you know his family there. That's how it is with the small business owners, okay, folks. They want to share the wealth, and the question is, how do they do it? And the point where you made earlier, Jack, it's going to be received in the right way as opposed right. to being it's misunderstood. Not, it's not easy requiring role-playing and an understanding of the numbers and most important to get in front of your employees and, and try to educate them in terms of what's going on. All right. Hey, we aren't getting too – I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's always right, the case, though. Jack. Yeah, well, so, we're on client number one. That's right. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're heading to break here. We're safe we have more – not only this client, but many of the other clients we've mentioned here in the last 36 hours. We'll touch on some of those stories coming up here in the second half yeah, of the I'm program. Say maybe we will. Well, that's this right. That's a pretty good subject. That's there. right. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. <laughs> I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches uh, with Maximum Value Partners. I think that's the name of our company. Right. We've been doing it together for over 15 years. So <laughs> yes, we have. We're right. here tonight figuring out bonuses. <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned for more dirty secrets of small business. On Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. All right, welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business and... Sean informed me Cousin Eddie was the was Randy Quaid's character in Christmas Vacation as well as the other vacation movies. And uh, he was the one who kidnapped the boss to help him get that change of heart, Jack. So welcome back. I'm Adam Sonhalter. Hello, Adam. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We help owners of small businesses defined as 1 to 25 employees. We help the owners get unstuck from a state of how. Those millions and pesky, however you want to describe them, how questions. How do I do so many things with my business? Well, that's what we coach on. We help you find solutions to those how questions. So one of the things we've been discussing so far in today's show is about year-end bonuses. And how do you do that? How do you share the profits if you've had a good year with your company? How do you share that, share that wealth? And it's a, you know, it can be a, a big stressor the overall organization to be able to share the wealth where the employees are thinking about it and wondering how big the bonuses are going to be and if they're like Clark Griswold they're, they're, they're envisioning putting an in-ground pool in their, in their backyard and often for the owners it creates stress because it's another expense during, during that time of year that they got to find a way to fund and in addition to taxes and other gifts that, that, that they're doing and their own personal you know, needs as well. So it can be a, a, what should be a very joyous time of year can often be a very stressful time often of year. Often it is. That's right. So it, because it, it's uh, there's no universal way of doing it. So you do you make your best judgment and you go ahead and do it. And unfortunately, uh, a good percentage of the time it's not received the way it was certainly intended. And and uh, anyway, it puts a damper on or it can put a damper on things. Where conversely, it can really let's say enlighten and help people enjoy their holiday a little better. 
So, so how do we how do we calculate this? Yeah, so, so how do we calculate it with our client, our yeah, IT client? So we we're, were sharing earlier you know, in, in the prior segment, kind of the, the first step is to get that pool set aside. How do you calculate a pool? And we were advising this morning, talking about taking a certain percentage of profit. In this case, we're saying, hey, you know, let's start with like ten percent of the profit. And what does that look like? But then also, you know, you, you, you get that number. And in the example we were given earlier, so we had profit of two hundred fifty thousand dollars and. 10% of that is $25,000. Then, but we also talked about things that maybe aren't impacting profit, but certainly impact cash flow, things like debt repayments. And so, again, to help the owner reduce her stress about potentially being able to afford or how am I going to fund these payments, is being aware of what's going on, what's impacting that. And do we have the cash available where it's not going to strap the business going forward? So, so we went to a whiteboard, and there were about six entries on that board to come up with a pool that we had to debate and still will. We've got to think about what we're going to do there because technically that pool said no bonuses should be paid. Well, so part, yeah, part, of, part of how this client had addressed his team at, at the beginning of the year talked about the fact that, 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 that there's going to be some debt payments in terms of some of the debts that he incurred uh, as part of growing the business that had to be repaid. Also mentioned that you know that, that there's going to be um, some other uh, you know in terms of as the owner, which is not unusual, is taking a draw from the business, not taking a salary from the business. Okay, and so the owner's draw will fluctuate. And it's one of those where this is the dirty secret of small business show, Jack. Right. And one of the one of the dirty secrets of small business is that often the compensation of the owners is very fluctuating. Up and down like a yo-yo or a roller coaster, up and down. Right? Especially someone who's jetsoning all this debt that, that, that was driving him and his wife crazy. Uh, they finally had an opportunity to get rid of it. So they aggressively paid debt down this year, and there's nothing wrong with that because the company's doing very well and will do well next year as well. So yeah, but my point is one of the, the, the things that most employees don't get, there you say you, know, you, you go to work, you do a good job and you get a steady paycheck, whether it be every week, every two weeks, a couple times a month. But that, that, that comes, and you've got the same number you can kind of count on and, and, and budget for in your own personal life or forecast, right? Well, with the owners, it's, it's often not the case. Um, many folks do take salaries, but often it's a, it's a small salary just to take something. But where a lot of the return comes from the owners, and, and this is not, not unusual here too, is you know, this owner is making less than many, in fact, probably 90% of the employees. Okay, and that's again, it's not something as we as, as I mentioned kind of I think in the first segment, Jack. When we talk about money, it's one of those things people aren't necessarily comfortable with, and things will just kind of come out. It's almost like having Tourette's syndrome. People will just kind of blurt things out that they've been thinking, right? And as the owner, the owner often feels like, hey, you know, I've been I've been kind of suffering and and, and grinding away for years at this, and I and you know if if I was working for somebody else, I'd be making multiples of what I was doing. I did all, all the stuff that they've been thinking, and sometimes it's kind of it blurts out, and you know, the, 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 the team will hear that, but they aren't going to hear it in the way that the owner maybe wants it to be heard. Rarely, if ever. That's so, right. So, but it's important for people to understand that, you know, that's, that's part of how, how things work. And now those draws I'm mentioning, okay, so those checks that get written that are, that are draws out of the company, again, do not affect the profit number. It's not an expense. It's not like a salary, okay? So we mentioned debt payments. We mentioned before we, we mentioned taxes. Okay, that comes out. You mentioned draws. Okay, that's a lot. Of, that can be money that's coming out and, and reducing profits, impacting cash for sure, and but not necessarily reducing profits. 
So wait, I'm getting confused now. So right. why don't we start with this little whiteboard that we had in the owner's office where we spent better part of two hours talking about the bonus pool. Can he afford bonuses this year? If after you deduct all these things you're talking about, which you'll go through them again and add a few, uh, if after we adjust the profit, we don't have money to pay bonuses because we paid so much right, debt. We've done all. Get these your pen and paper ready, Jack. I'm going to I'm going to talk you through this. So we'll, I'll make sure I do it okay, in a slow enough pace that everybody can do it. Okay. I got my my pen. All right, and paper. top line. That's right. That's right. That's right. Profit. Profit. So put your profit up there. Okay. Okay. I got my profit. Anyone at home who's listening, do the same thing. Grab right. an envelope and a pencil and put. Profit so don't don't worry. Fill the numbers in yet, but just put profit. We're going to get the category. So so below profit, put taxes. Taxes. Hey, wait, I misspelled profit. That's all right. As long as yeah. you know what it means. All right. So profit and taxes. Below that, put after-tax profits. After-tax profit. Oops, AF. Okay. All right. Next. Debt. Right, I'm going right down the Keep line. Going, you're doing here. good. I'm I see you, All right. Next is debt repayment. Debt repayment okay and then put down owner draw Wait, is he going to draw like I'm drawing or is he <laughs> there a different draw yes the owner's draw how about uh, uh, you may call them dividends or it's withdrawals it's checks that are being written to you as the owner okay. to take some compensation out of the company Okay, he's taking right. part of that profit, which is well, the yeah, that, first and it, entry. It I might be in Sandra. addition to a salary. If you're taking a salary, it might be it might be in lieu of a salary. We're taking some money, uh, month to month or, or quarter to quarter. Okay. All right. So you got what five categories there? Right. Okay, read them back to me, Jack. What do you got there so far? I got on the top of this envelope that I'm writing on profit, right below that taxes, right below taxes. I have after tax profits. After that, I have debt repayment. And after that, the fifth one is owner draw. Okay. And then I think the next thing I'd put down there is what's left. What's or left? What's left. Okay. I saw that in a financial statement for uh, General Electric. I, they're having trouble these years. And I saw the, <laughs> the what's left statement. That's, with a, that's, the a, that's, what's a, that's a technical <laughs> term that we use, what's left. <laughs> so I think what, what you do is, you, is you, you would start with those, those categories. And you start to fill in. Obviously, you'd subtract out the taxes. To get so to I your after-tax profits. I start profits. with these $250,000 profit that I okay. made for the year, and I'm going to subtract taxes that have to be paid. Well, that makes sense. If I don't do that, what if I, instead of paying taxes, which is a big number, probably 30% of that at least. Right. What if I say, screw it, I'm just going to give that to my employees? I think I'd have a company to run here in maybe <laughs> 18 months. <laughs> Probably. I gotta pay these friggin' taxes. Well, I guess it depends if you're like if you're like the mafia bosses, Jack. They can <laughs> run the they, they can run the companies out of uh, or run the families out of prison. They so find it, other so ways good, right? to, yeah. to make profit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to get okay. Right. So I start with profit, and I I gotta deduct something for taxes. Correct. And thirty percent's a good a good uh, placeholder. We should talk to your CPA and see what you can expect to pay in terms of uh, a tax right. percentage. So I subtract my taxes and I get a number called after-tax profit. That makes perfect sense. I start with profit, Okay. So do subtract you wanna... taxes, and that's after-tax profits. Go. Okay, right. very good. So then the next two you're gonna, you got there, you're going to subtract as well. So what was the next two again? I'm going to pay debt back. 
So, so debt repayment. So, so I got a lot of debt in this company that was accumulated for the first five years. And I can't. I'm, I'm one step from divorce court. So my wife said, look, this is all one great, and I love you running your company, but you don't ever take anything home, and you're always putting money in. So it's time to pay debt back, which, in this case, our client did that year. Yeah, and that would include quite a things, bit of debt. That, sorry, Jack. That would include things like credit cards. Those are usually the highest interest. Um, it would also include any loans that you as the owner may have put in as part of it, okay, because often people will borrow from things like their 401K. You can do it for, for periods of time, so you make sure you, you, you meet the timelines there. It's often um, bank debt, lines of credit that you, you may have drawn upon. And I also include in here there, there are accounts payable. There's some old accounts payable, and there are folks that you've been dragging out for three months, six months, year, or more, right, that are, that are debts. And try to prioritize those, but you know, again, I would throw all those into that debt repayment lines right. or things you're, you're starting to pay off. In yeah. this case, our client paid very aggressively debts down. So that's that's not a bad thing, and it's a preference thing. It's, again, no no one way fits all sizes here. It just doesn't. Okay, and then the next one was owner's draw. or the, you know, Again, the, that's checks that are being written to you as the owner that you're taking out of the company, either in lieu of or maybe in, in addition to whatever your salary is going to be. So that's wait, money let, going me, in your pocket. Let, me, let me recap this here. We start with profit. We're going to subtract from profit taxes, probably 30% of that. And that gives us after-tax profits. We then take debt that's been repaid. We take the owner's draw that's been paid to the owner for this year. And then we have this category of what's left. That's right, what's Very left. Very good, what's left. And what are we going to do with that's what's left? All right, well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at that and say, okay, what's there? And so in the case of our client this morning, would you believe it? That was a negative number, folks. Okay, and this is, and what he had explained to his team at the beginning of the year was that these things would be paid off. He also mentioned like, like having a having a, a little buffer as well, like have, having additional cash kind of set aside. That doesn't even include that part of it. But they said, hey, I'm going to take these things out and we'll, we'll calculate bonuses based on that. So by all, you know, by all means, what he told them, he'd look at this and calculate, hey, guys, it's negative. Right, but he hasn't told him yet. Well, but <laughs> but let me come back to my to my Christmas that's vacation going. story. That's Jack. going. That's why well, we we're counseling. Yeah, <laughs> he he didn't want to do that. He he wants to share. He wants to be able to pay them something, right? So when we come back and break, we'll talk about how do you go about trying to figure out how to pay out when you got when you got negative number <laughs> here, right? So stay tuned to hear about that. I'm Adam Sonhalter, and I'm Jack Mancini, and we are with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches. And stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at com. All right, we're back and at it. It's the last segment here of our uh, Thanksgiving Eve, uh, Thanksgiving Eve show, and we're talking about Talking turkey, Jack. Talking turkey. That's what we like to talk about. We're talking about how the heck do you calculate a bonus. And we thought we'd whip through this thing because we got, you know, what we're doing tonight is taking actual stories of clients that we met with yesterday and today. And there's eight of them. We spent a couple hours each of them. And what we're doing is just taking the, the more salient points of our two hours with each of these clients 
And we kind of thought we could get through a few of them, but we started with one client, an IT company, who's been our client for a while, and he's calculating a bonus. His company made a lot of money. But even though the company made a lot of money, when it's coming time now to pay this bonus, there's good reasons why that money may not and is not there. And that's what we went through. And I got to believe some of those how questions that we talked about are sitting on your lips right now saying, how the heck do I pay a bonus? How, I made these profits and I can't, I don't have the cash. That's so we just kind of talked about that. That's, a, that's, a, that's that question that you mentioned earlier, Jack, where people often say, gee, how do I have all this profit that I'm showing you? I, I, I don't have any cash. And it's a good, ex a good yeah, example. It's a, it's a great example. I, I recall sitting down with a, uh, uh, a client last year and I asked him, this was a former client's client for us for, for a couple of years, and I, I said, yeah, what's your goal for, you know, for, for next year? He said, you know, what I'd like to be able to do, I'd like to be able to, to take when I see that profit for the year end, I'd like to be able to write a check for that and put it in my pocket. How can I do that? And right? we, so laughed. Yeah, we laughed. We laughed pretty hard. At, no, a, we didn't Well, laugh. no, I started to, to give him an example of this, Jack, and kind of walk him through that, right, in terms of here's where that – why you can't necessarily do that because here's where the cash may have disappeared. So when we l finished the last segment, we talked about kind of walked through a simple little formula, and hopefully you're, you're writing it down along with Jack here in terms of what to kind of include. And even though this company had, had a very good year from a profit standpoint, we said, believe it or not, when we we're, were calculating this, also to show what was left, right? That was our technical term, what's left. What's left. It was a negative number. So here we made all this great profit after we paid taxes, debt repayment, owner's draw, we don't have anything left. How we're, the heck, we're negative. Adam, how we're can negative that already. be? How right. do you do that? So what do you do? So what do you do as the owner? You're, here you are. Your team knows it's been a good year. Your team's been working hard, doing a great job. How can you honestly get up in front of your team and say, hey, folks, thanks for all your hard work this year. It's been great. Uh, unfortunately, I have no money to, to, to pay Christmas bonuses. How, so do, how you, do you do how that? How do you do that? Is that the right thing to do? Is that the right thing to do? Well, right, right again. This is subjective and discretionary. The right thing to do. It's a great. It's a great question, and it's an individualized answer. That's for sure. It isn't a right or wrong thing. It's the facts. And what kind of an owner are you? Will be dependent on how you answer that. We should. What we should do is create a mystery uh, component here and answer this. Answer this next week. Well, we can we can ask you. No, know, but what do you no, do? No, no, no it's, it's something for you to think about too. And it's part of what we did with our client this morning too, Jack. As I said, part of what we do is we help our clients think through options and the cause and effect here. Because again, it can, when it comes to money, we can get very emotional and get kind of blinded by it to a certain extent. Okay, and for us to be on the outside looking in, and, and, and you know, Jack and I are 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 not emotionally attached to it so we're, we're we're pretty objective we've got some pretty good experience in our in our collective years of, of owning and operating companies and, and advising companies so we have a lot of potential options and solutions that are there at the end of the day though to your point jack it's up to the owner we want to kind of help them understand if hey if you do get up in front of the team you, you can explain them what's going on hey we're negative folks okay and understand what the impact that might be that it might have some negative impact but if you present it in the right way there's a way to present it in the right way to where it can be heard they aren't going to be happy about it, okay? Because again, picture Clark Griswold. I can't dig that pool, you know, this year. Okay. All their, their expectations it's, they had in their their mind, talking about the bonus, talking about the big bonus. No, 
you know, no real assurance that it's coming, but hoping, hoping beyond hope, and all of a sudden, no. So what do we so, do here, so, Adam? So you, you what do, no, what so, do we so, advise? So, well, what we advise is to kind of present this case. Because, again, there's other options there. So, so what do some people do? Some people just say, hey, you know what, screw it. I'm going to pay them their, you know, it, it, we were mentioned 10%, right, Jack? Mm-hmm. Screw it, I'm going to pay them the 10%. You know, if, 10% if, if, bonus pool. Yeah, 10% of the profit I'm going to share with them. You know, if that means I have to draw a line of credit to do it, where it might be, I, I don't care if my people deserve it. You know, you know, just kind of you know, throw caution to the wind, so to speak, right? The, I'm going to do it no matter what. Or I'll get up and say, "Hey guys, sorry, you know, the, the the money's gone. We we have no money to pay it, but here's a you know here's a a Christmas turkey or, or ham or something like that." Or, or a fifty dollar gift certificate. Or, hey, be be glad it. you got a, you still got a job, you know. <laughs> yeah, or, hey, yeah. I haven't taken anything out of this thing for the last six months, and but you know, whatever it might be, you can kind of take that negative approach. Those, those are kind of the the, the polar the, the polar ends of approaches you can take versus something more in between, which we're bigger fans of, which is to help. To bring your team in and educate them about what's going on. So the the ten percent ideal bonus that he was looking the pool the pool creation of ten percent of profits, the numbers don't allow him to do that. So there's got to be some adjustments. So first thing that has to be done is to reduce the pool size because the decision was made to give bonuses. Because he wants to figure a, out how he wanted to give a bonus. To, right. Right. Then we're going to figure out how to finance it. Right. And that is not a difficult thing once we've decided to give the bonus and the owner who just pretty much reduced all his debt is going to have to as one option is going to have to increase some borrowings again but a five percent of the the profit pool where probably expectations were higher that's a much more doable number so we could probably do this and you know the aggressive pay down of debt was just that aggressive so had we not paid down quite as much we wouldn't be in the fix that we're in and it's a a fix only from the standpoint that he wants to pay bonuses to his employees it's a short it's a short-term fix to to a certain extent and you know the key here is trying to present the thinking behind that's where people usually go wrong as i mentioned that those two polar opposite camps where usually they're both wrong is because whether you just go and pay them no matter what and don't and, and find you know come hell or high water find ways to pay it, or you say screw it, I'm not paying anything because it wasn't deserved. And you don't explain where the issues usually come up is when you don't explain your thinking in terms of what's how you came to a decision, because often and almost always as part of running a company, somebody's going to be upset with what with what happens. So the best thing you can do as the owner and be consistent is to help explain. You're thinking through things. Just be able to explain your thought pattern because it's rare that it's a black or white issue where it's clear, here's the answer, right? Okay, let me, let me add this. So if we adjust, if we adjust and borrow some more money to basically fund this pool, what we're doing is kicking the can down the road a little bit. We're taking the problem of the shortfall right now and putting it into the next year. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because the company's looking like it's going to have a great year next year. So it could probably afford a 5% bonus pool with the idea that next year we'll have a 10% bonus pool. And that's okay. That's, that's in fact, pretty damn good, quite frankly, given the circumstances here. So the owner isn't being put out too much because the amount of 5% is more palatable 
And if he ends up having to, to fund a little more debt, that's okay. It really is okay because he wants so strongly to be able to pay bonuses. And the reason we're able to do that's a great point, Jack, because we're able to do it because we're in the middle of the planning process for 2018, for the, for the right. next year. So we have a sense of what the goals are going to be for next year and how things are looking for next year. Okay, So we're not just crossing our fingers and clicking our heels and hoping and praying that, that, that things are going to be good next year. We have a sense of how the plan's not finalized yet for next year, but it's probably 80% of the way there, so we have a good sense of what next year looks like. And so this is a version of kind of two things. One, putting his money where his mouth is to a certain extent, kind of buying into his plan, but also thinking long-term here. Again, the, the, we can't emphasize it enough. So you know, you've heard it already probably 20 times tonight. We'll, I'll tell you for 21st time. When it comes to talking about money, you've got to be aware of how it's heard and people see it because it's very important to them. And if they can understand how, why you're doing what you're doing and you're they, explaining they it to them. They may not like it, but they'll respect it. That's and right. if they respect it, it'll be okay. For somebody who's extreme enough to say, hey, I worked my Budinsky off and and I got screwed, they're going to leave the company anyway. And if the owner is trying diligently and and trying extremely hard to to inform everybody about how this stuff works, that really carries a ton of weight in the long in the long haul. And 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 believe it or not, you guys and I, I know you as owners know this. We got a final comment here before before we uh, end the show, Jack. Folks are talking, and so the best thing you can do as the owner is get up in front of that group and explain what's going on, explain your thinking. And to, to your point, Jack, the folks who are kind of clicked off and are going to be negative are going to be negative no matter what, and chances are they're going to expel themselves from the company at some point anyway. But the folks who are good and are listening and believe you, they'll help to kind of carry your, your water, so to speak. They'll, they'll say, hey, no, wait, the boss said this. Didn't you hear when she said this or when she said that? So it helps to give and, and arm your team to help get your back, so to speak, okay, because you're explaining them what's going on. It's a great way to go about That's doing key. it. It's educating okay. them, and we, we believe even deeper that an educated employee is going to be a better employee, and that's how you make good organizations. You always have in today's world. It's it's even more important to do that. That's right. So, of course, the the best laid plans, as, as you all know, don't always go as, as planned, so we, we're looking at getting into to, to eight, eight different discussions. I want it being one, but it's okay. Hopefully you found it very helpful today as we talked about how do you, how do you figure out how to calculate a, a bonus pool, then figure out whether or not you can afford to pay it, and, and how do you go about doing that? Hopefully that's going to help you here as you're getting into the, the into your year end. Yeah, so, if they want to chat with us, let them know how to do that. Yeah, give us a call at 877-849-0670, 877-849-0670, or give us an email at radio at maximumvp.com. You know, we can help you. We, we have helped hundreds of, of small business owners. We absolutely love to help, and we do a good job of it, and we have a program that can help you. There's no question about it. And we want you all to enjoy a, a happy Thanksgiving, too, since this is the season, the night before. Yes, it is. And uh, you can learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio. WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. We wouldn't change this thing even if we could somehow. Because the darkness is.